this new book, man. Yo, this shit is so deep, yo. Shit got my mind thinking about a whole new other format, man. You know what I'm saying? So new shit, yo. Come on with the bullshit, man. You think another motherfucker know what you need to do? Ain't no purpose, dog. It's money. We born to fucking die, man. In the meantime, get money. Fuck a book, man. What you made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you just made me view. Hey, we are back with another guest episode this week. This is Look What You Made Me View. I am Ryan. I am Kaylee. And welcome. Chris. Yeah, Chris is back. Uh, He brought us Belly this week. And uh, it's extremely important that he's found with shit on the premises. Uh, That's the quote of the film for me. Um, (laughs) Belly is a 1998 film, 1999 film. It says 98 on the the internet, but the film itself would Mm -hmm. tell you 1999. um, Starring DMX, rest in peace to the god DMX. Um, And Nas Mm -hmm. and Method Man shows up. Uh, We got T-Boz in this. Mm So I'm going to let the guest lead on this since chris brought it to us i'm gonna let him summarize the mover for the audience here did i say mover for the audience movers i'm gonna can you summarize the mover summarize the movers he was hunky that's all <laughs> i know of, lots of lifting heavy lifting that's with, right from the movers all right hit it so we're talking about belly uh writer director hype williams his only feature film um basically the quickest way to summarize it is it's a crime movie about two fellas who come up uh, very quickly in their rise to heavy, heavy, du- heavy duty, if you will. What? I said fellas. I'm fellas. Sorry. Yeah. Two fellas. Well, I, uh, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. But um, so two fellas that kind of rise maybe a little bit too quickly for their their ability in the crime game end up very highly connected, drug dealing, robbing, and then the police get involved. And then it goes wayward, and then they basically decide to turn their lives around by the end of the movie. It goes wayward. That's great. I like that. It I'm going to steal wayward. that. It goes wayward. It goes a bit wayward for them. <laughs> yeah. They get in and over their heads. The police, the feds get involved. Other yeah. drug dealers and counterfactions get involved, and it goes it goes wayward. Yeah. So that that's um, good. <laughs> and I, you know, the plan originally was for me to not read any official summary at all. And after hearing you summarize, uh-huh. I feel like I do need go to go for it. Yeah, I, please. I need, should you go first, though? I have like no summary. I don't know what okay. happened in all this right. movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, which, which I think, go, so you do that and then let's talk, let's start there. Because okay. Because that's where truly the summary of the movie comes out is that there's no summary of the movie. Right. So (laughs) uh, the official summary, and again, I hate to interject this. um, It it felt like we didn't need to, but it kind of, this movie is wild. Uh, I want to see what they officially say here. Um, Ever since they were kids, sincere, played by Nas and Buns, played by DMX, have lived life close to the edge. Doing whatever it takes to survive. As adults, they build up their kingdom of crime on drug dealing and robbery. 
but sincere grows weary of the criminal lifestyle and joins a black Muslim religious group. Bonds, on the other hand, sinks deeper into criminality and faces serious prison time. The cops offer him a deal. However, assassinate the head of Muslim group and he will go free. <laughs> I am so tired just from that summary. That's so much. That was my Nas impression. Oh my God. <laughs> in this movie. I was trying not to jump in with what is happening right now. <laughs> I, am like, I was crying I while reading it. Laughing. I was crying while reading it because to me, that's how everybody like Nas specifically read his overdub so i had to do the summary like i couldn't follow that at all just like his narrative but yeah there's a lot of narrative going on here so uh, i did not get any of the religious aspects to this whatsoever until we get to um the minister and we'll get to all that but but can you try to summarize this? okay so if you had to um, explain this to a person quickly in a world divided by red versus blue, there is a guy who lives in a blue house with a woman uh, who does, they don't like each other very much. And then there's a guy who lives in a red house with another woman and they have a kid <laughs> together and they love each other very much. Okay. These two people have to work together to uh, do something. I'm still not sure what. And uh, then the cops get involved. As Chris said, it goes wayward. <laughs> and then there's a minister, mm -hmm. and uh, the minister does not get shot. And that's a good thing. And that's kind of the end of the movie. And then we have no idea if there's an actual resolution here or not. It just well, stops. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's my summary. I love how different those explanations were. And whatever I did, who knows what that meant. Um, so, yeah, let's move forward here a little bit. Chris, I want you to guide us through this movie. I ultimately want to start with uh, I'd like to know why this isn't a significant enough film for you to introduce other people this way. This movie to me was it, it, it's I have to just out the gate with this. It was a movie that white teenage boys loved and yeah. it just it was like. It was Goodfellas meets Scarface meets Menace to Society. And so to be able to like just enjoy it in that perspective in 1998 when I was 16 was just phenomenal. And it was also the era of the music video. Yeah. I mean, I every night watched like TRL, even if I wasn't like actively watching, it was on in the background. Like MTV right. was just on. Yeah. In, in this era. And I think that part of why it's not a movie, it, I mean, it, it's obviously a movie, but it doesn't <laughs> feel like a movie is because, and I drew a line, I was keeping track kind of of each like scene. Like, you know, if we well, were doing keep track of what I'm asking you here is why are you bringing this? Why is this? Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. I, yeah. I, I'm wondering, <laughs> but, um, it, so it's just, it's just one of those iconic movies that you would just throw on at a party or you would throw on late at night or, I'm going to bed and I'd want something on the background. And it was just, uh, it was so on you, constant loop. You've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot. Got That's it. crazy yes. to me. Like you would put this movie on at a party. Oh yeah. This yeah. movie feels like a buzzkill. It's important. <laughs> it's definitely important, but uh -huh. it feels like a total buzzkill. I, well, I guess maybe like also, um, that's why I got kind of lost in the era of it is that 
putting something on at a party was not watching the movie. It's just, it's on a reel in the background. Okay. And part of where I was going to get lost, but I'll save for, uh, you know, later is it, it's a music video. It's a series of music videos up into a certain point. And so these iconic scenes where one of like, oh, now we're in Jamaica's music video. Now we're in the club music video. Now we're in the other club music video. Like it's just a series of music videos. So, you know, at some point you, you turn it off, but it's like you're just running music videos in the background because that this was the era of music videos. So, huh, wow. Okay. That's a fun way. It was way part of being a teenager in the nineties. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the director. Hype Williams. Only yes. directed music videos before and after this. Yes. And has won tons of awards. I've, uh, let's see. He did, um, Busta Rhymes. Wuha was like his big jump off. We did like Missy Elliott videos. He did Missy okay. videos. Oh, Daddy. He, um, he's done a ton BIG, of stuff with Kanye. Sure. He did Heartless with Kanye. So, oh, cool. I mean, he's okay. like still yeah. active. I mean, yeah. he's, he didn't go anywhere. But he had a very iconic style, um, very bright colors, um, and I the lighting, like bright lighting. That. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, vivid, like just very powerful, um, pictures. You know, okay. like the frame is just beautiful, right? Yeah. Uh, with what he does. And I think that um, is this movie. If you just go look at this movie, holy shit. Right, like so that much, opening so scene where they're walking into a club. It's all blue and everything. Yeah. And everybody looks blue because it's such a bright, vibrant color. Yeah. And then we, we zoom in on this guy and I would not be able to tell you who the character is, but he has like these big, bright blue eyes. And it's just, it's an incredible picture. Yeah. Um, I was well, instantly interested in like what these colors mean in relation mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the characters. In well, the movie. that's because the movie starts with a clip from Avatar and you were looking at the Navi. <laughs> oh, they got me again. God so, damn you, James Cameron. <laughs> so Chris has seen this movie a lot. A oh, little, uh, little trivia too. Yeah. That he was, um, he was supposed to direct the Speed Racer movie. And oh, he was he either quit or was pulled off of it or whatever. Oh, it didn't wow. work out. I would have liked to have seen that. And then the yeah. uh Wachowski's, I guess, took over oh, that movie's and finished great. that project. I love the Speed Racer movie. And that was cool. the only other movie he yeah. was that was gonna be his feature film. And I have no idea the story behind it. I'd and like, I tried to find I out. Like to see I, I, the well, internet does not the, does not reveal easily. Cut of that. that just sounds like something people are gonna have to send us too many emails about. Please. Please. If Let you us know. know. If you know. Why? Why no more movies, Hype Williams? Yeah, really. Uh, so you bring it to us, you've seen it a lot and, um, all right. So it's important to you because it's just familiar. And, it, and like I said, it just represents a time in my life of being 16 and I know we're going to get to DMX as well, but, yeah. um, you know, you have two years between the death of Tupac and the rise of DMX and those were like the teenage rappers that I like clung to. <laughs> so, I mean, it becomes very like emotional, you know, emotional yeah. to re like, I remember like a party I was at with this on the background. Like I'm now yeah. that's in the back of my mind instantly, yeah. you know? No, I get that. It, it is kind of this capsule of certain individuals at a certain time. Um, you know, when, if we're, even blessed enough to be alive when some of these people pass, we're going to miss them and we're going to want to watch this movie because they do kind of represent themselves well for the most part, each person, um, whether you like the movie or not or think anything's of quality. It's nice to see these people trying this in this era because they are storytellers and um, I think 
uh, some of the stuff's well cast, and you you mentioned that with Method Man. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the movie a little bit. Like, one yeah, other thing, one other thing before we move on from that. Well, yeah, it's, it's on you, is, man. What do, what do you want to talk about? The amazing other thing in the 90s was the rise of hip-hop and rap soundtracks. And there were just, it was just such, it was, it was bigger than the movie sometimes. That is very true. I have so many soundtracks for movies I haven't even seen. And exactly, exactly. And you, I mean, you can just, you can rattle them off, but I just thought the thing I wanted to rattle off was the people on this soundtrack. It's, it's just insane for the nineties. It's and wherever they are now and whatever's happened, every one of these people was huge at in the, the 90s. Time. Oh, yeah. And so it's D'Angelo, R. Kelly, DMX, Ja Rule, Method Man, Nas, Raekwon the Chef, Noriega, Jay-Z, Beanie Siegel, um, Memphis Bleak, Dragon, Gangstar, W.C., Rakim, The Rizza, oh Ghostface Killer, Old Dirty <laughs> Bastard, and The Locks are all... And that's not everyone that's on it. That's, that's just lot. the wow. biggest stars. Right. List. Okay. So uh, there's and at that least... that represents a time in your life when you listen to soundtracks. Like, you bought yeah. soundtracks. And, and you would buy the soundtrack if at least two songs on just it... two. Are, are, two. ...are artists you liked. And then you'd find artists, exactly. other artists you'd like... It was a gateway. It, it, they it were mixtapes. It was a soundtracks gateway. Soundtracks were It was a gateway. Oh, okay. The show yeah. soundtrack I bought just for a Bone Thugs album. Yeah. I mean, for a Bone Thugs song, uh, Everyday Thing. <laughs> and it just led me to other artists. The, yeah. um, the uh, Panther soundtrack. It's Sometimes I would watch crazy. the movie because I was like, oh, I got a soundtrack. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's bizarre to me, like watching a movie because the soundtrack oh, yeah. is good. So oh, I yeah. think I think that that's a really cool idea to bring it and share it because it is this um time capsule. It's expired. It's done. Yeah. You know, I gone. feel like gone. I feel like the era is gone. That mm-hmm. era is But it's so representative of that time. Right. But like, I feel like we're coming What was cool at that time is all right there. Right. I feel like we're coming back around to this idea of like having a really really good soundtrack, right? Like mm. I I refuse to watch the Twilight movies, for example, but I had that soundtrack. Because they don't have a good soundtrack. Oh, they- no! Because I had the soundtrack, <laughs> and uh, I'm good. Thanks. I don't no, want to watch the movies, but I love the soundtrack. I don't disagree I kinda with get that it. in any way. I'm. It's just the essence of. I like you can get a, a song. You can just go on your whatever your choice of music streaming is, and right. you can just pull the, the songs of the couple artists you like. But in this era, you had to go to the store. You ripped off the package. You have to take out the CD and put it in a CD player, you know, and then maybe you jump to your favorite song, but that CD's manually there and it's just going to play. It's going to play in the background as you're driving around and you dis- the, the discovery is different. You know, it's yeah. a it's a physical, it's tactile as well. You that know, it's very tactile. Super the, miserable to me. I'm not I, gonna it's lie. Not, that though, no, terrible. because it's adventurous. And at I the hear time you. it was. At it the is. Time it's it was, magical. Actually, I, it's so hard. It's it is nostalgia. Yeah. That's yeah. but yeah. that's the I answer to the question. Why why bring this? It's nostalgia to okay. me now. No, that totally makes sense. It, yeah, I have a better idea of you as a person and what you grew up with now that I've watched this. And while, yes, uh, buying a CD at a store and then putting it in my car sounds awful, <laughs> like I respect the fact that that's how it was. That's cool. No, if I'm discovering music, I mean, it's because I'm on a run and just, something comes on Spotify and I'm like, yeah, All I'm saying great. is no, you'll be there one day 
with your child talking Peter. about totally talking about Spotify Back in my <laughs> and day. they'll be like, you had to do what? And they'll be like, well, Chris had to open a CD and his dad had to have a tape deck and his dad had to have a record player. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's just the history repeating itself in different ways. Totally. It is. It is. Um, let's get into the All actual right. movie. Right. Are yeah. we ready? Well, let's start with one of the main characters. Okay. We start with, uh, some narration, right? And it's Nas's character narrating at that time. Okay. Um, and he's talking about DMX. He's introducing Bundy, uh, also known as Buns, and Tommy for short. Yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. with for short. all the names in this movie? For short. I don't, uh, like, it's, it's very difficult to track what's going on because the story is fairly loose. Mm. And then loose. everybody has so many names. The story is very loose. Yes, it is very loose. loose it's as beyond hell. loose. It's, it's fucking spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a clear goal, and I can see that goal. Like I, yeah. I see what they want to create. The spicy with the meatball of uh, visuals. Yes. I mean, it's just. And there's a clear like art choice here. Like mm -hmm. I talked mm -hmm. about no, like I the red versus the blue and then there's mm -hmm. red and green paired together a lot. Yeah, I think it's a shame that he hasn't directed more films. This thing is fucking gorgeous, particularly oh, yeah. the first, mm -hmm. what, 10 minutes of it. Um, the soul to soul uh, acapella and then the beat kicks in. I mean, th that is a marvelous opening to a mm -hmm. movie. That's good. Um, so... I recommend anybody at least kick up the first you yeah, know, 10 minutes and see how you feel. the opening scene, yeah. which is just, I mean, the imagery and and it, it does set the tone too because the, the outcome of the scene is they murder a bunch of people and steal a bunch of money and then mm -hmm. go celebrate right. it. They go glorify what they've done. They just go back to the dude's house. And he's got a real nice house, by the way. Yes. Yes. And Hype frames this super well. He's got the paintings over their heads frequently. Um it, yeah, I think it's a gorgeous setup. Again, we continue aesthetically pleasing. And then we are watching a movie with them. And that is one of my favorite movies. What is one that of my movie? favorite scenes of all time? What is the pink bunny ear it's movie? Gummo. Mm. What is that? Very it's difficult a, to watch is yeah. one okay. thing to say about that movie. Okay. I, is it is it Harmony Coin? Is it That's no, okay, no, it's the other I, one. Harmony Coin, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have mm -hmm. no idea what's going on here. They're just watching Harmony. a movie. Yeah, so and it's it's gummo, and um, it's a scene where these bully kids are picking on this kid. It takes place in some really backwards uh, mid uh, western uh, place, uh, Zinni, Ohio, actually, um, and it's really bizarre. It's very very bizarre. But in that scene, they're picking on the this point? kid. Yeah, what's, what's the point what's of it? What's the point of them showing Hard that scene in this but movie? But the scene is fucking hysterical. It's. <laughs> I didn't think of it. I thought it was threatening. Opinion piece is my assertion would be that we're trying to establish that these guys are sociopaths. And it would, to me, it would have been the same if they've been watching like the rape scene from A Clockwork Orange in the background. Okay, gotcha. Okay. I think it's okay. more about who put it on. DMX put it on. Oh yeah, because the manipulation too. It's like the shit's crazy, One of the right? The themes is he yeah. likes to manipulate people around him, and that's a movie yeah. about manipulation. It says the shit's crazy, and and it, yeah, he's like, watch it. Without <laughs> being contrived, it would have been like if Lord of the Flies was on the background, something like that too. Okay, in that okay. direction. That makes more sense. Thank you. 
Um, yeah, there were two things that I learned immediately about this movie within the first like five to 10 minutes of it. One, this movie is not about and or for women. <laughs> because in the well, are you sure it's not for women I, i'm pretty darn sure all women so, you say it's not for all women no maybe not all women but okay when they're sh when they're shooting a woman uh with the camera directly up her body that is not a flattering angle hmm. who agreed to this that woman what's maybe. going on so immediately from that camera angle, I understand this is not a movie about or for women. No, it was a bit cringy. And then to two, watch it with you, I, I, yeah, there's there's some heavy stuff in here for women. But uh, yeah. point number two was there's this quote that the narrator says. He says it was the best time of our lives, which takes me to Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And then my mind goes, okay. There's, there's going to be conflict between two characters, and it's going to eventually come to a head. Yeah. So I think another thing that needs to be kind of tackled in the beginning before getting into more of these scenes is it, it was a common trope in 90s rap, which you're, everyone's aware of this on the planet, to cite gangster movies and drug dealer movies. And so the narration is basically them just trying to set up a scene a scenario like goodfellas it's meant to completely just mirror how goodfellas is run including switching narrators so throughout the movie now all of a sudden dmx is narrating like where did he come from and it was like 25 minutes in the movie before we switch narrators goodfellas mm -hmm. does that oh. and okay. the it was the best times of our lives and the fastest times in our lives and crazy daddy da that's goodfellas it's mm. it's just a Whoa, it's just a okay. reference to goodfellas Cool. Or an influence of Goodfellas. I'm not sure which, but wow. it, and and in hip hop, I don't you can like do it. that. You can. I do don't that. fucking like it. What? Really? The whole narration switch. I I, it, I, I found it very bothersome. Yeah. It was very distracting. I, it's I'm awful. just telling you what it's clearly I, I, from. Thank you. Okay. you know? But yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> why it's, it's there. Not if uh, it should be there. Just why it's there. I do appreciate the fact that it's kind of um, homage, but um, yeah, I don't care for that. No, it's jarring and very confusing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, For sure. It totally threw me off. It um, did not work in this movie. <laughs> no. Speaking of throwing okay. uh, things off, how do you follow this movie? So we have established they rob a place, get to mm -hmm. a house, mm -hmm. then they kind of disperse back to their own places. All right. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Like, really? So, Chris, yeah. You they go, okay, so they we establish right off the bat they're bad guys. Okay? They're bad guys. They're bad guys. And then uh, DMX is in the show. I'm, I'm going to refer to him as DMX the entire show. I'm not going to call him by his screen names. You mean Tommy? <laughs> Tommy. Uh, or so Buns. Or Buns. DMX is going back to I want to call a, him Buns. Have a relaxing shower. You, you call him Buns, but I'm calling DMX. We have to respect X here. Mm. We yeah. have to respect uh, mm -hmm. uh, the man. So is it more respectful to call him by his stage name versus his character's name here? If we're... Let's do some plot stuff before we jump into to getting into to Dark Man X. Because I'm that's that's a whole if we want to do that now, we can do it. But I, do we need to establish that or not? I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. What do you think? I feel like we should, should just we, should we follow with the movie should and we, yeah. interchange names okay. as much right. as the movie does. Oh right. right, yeah. Right. Say say it how you will, my friend. All right. 
So DMX goes back after this robbing of the strip club opening scene with the amazing visuals, and he's having a shower before he makes sweet love to his lady. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait a minute. So much shit happens Why before that. Why does he make love to his but, lady, though? But while he's on, while he's, uh, while he's, uh, no, you, you will take it over. I'm just giving the plot update. Okay, so okay. while he's in the shower, Kurt Loder... Uh, who, yeah. which again, yeah, we got our news from MTV Music News in styles. the 90s. Yeah. He okay. comes on and he actually did that scene for Do the Do you know movie, who that obviously. is, Kaylee? No, Kurt yeah. Loader. Okay, so MTV had um, little news inserts, okay, for decades, and uh, Kurt Loader was there for like 30 about seconds, 20 years like or so, 30 second little snippets of yeah. here's what you young people need to know about, and then sometimes oh, okay. it was Kurt Cobain, you know, uh, what major stories, shit like that. Often but, uh, not Kurt music Loder, related. Often not music sometimes, related. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. It was just world stuff. Um, so yeah, Kurt cool. Loder is a MTV news person. And it's more in important. It's more important in that moment that Kurt it's it's more important that it's Kurt Loder and that he's getting his news from MTV than the actual plug that's it's just the plot to is to develop that DMX happens to hear from the shower that there's this new kind of heroin that he really needs to get into selling. So Kurt Loder lets him know, I need to sell this new kind of heroin. So gotcha. then then stuff happens. But the point of that is that that prompts the the advancement of the plot to where he goes to uh, the uh, Jamaican character who is Linux. Can we stop for a second and talk about the type of heroin they were talking about? Because it really <laughs> never comes back up. So I don't want this to get lost. Right. They said... You can just put it on your skin. <laughs> just That's fucking, weird. Just touch the shit. <laughs> like, that's very that's weird. That's terrifying. Weird. Are you weird. fucking okay, kidding so wait, me? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, jumping ahead just for a second while the thought is in my head. Is that what they do to Method Man? That's, oh, I, yeah, my mind just went there also, yeah. Thank you. Okay. I is very poorly established what they drug him up with. Or why? We're jumping way ahead in the I film, guys. Know. Sorry, but yeah. Why? The, there is so a scene lovable. that is questionable. They could have used okay. the, the heroin okay. that just needs to be on your skin, which, oh my God, how do you even handle it? What if are we doing, guys? It, yeah. What do you do? And so the whole point of that Kurt Loader moment is that it prompts him to go see a very successful in America, but from Jamaica drug dealer Lennox to ask him to help him get into the drug game. He wants to start selling hair like DMX wants to start selling heroin. If I mean, this is the point to not yada yada past the <sighs> sex scene that was interesting. If you yeah. want to address that, Kaylee. Yeah, I'd <laughs> love to talk about it just for a second here. Um, OK, so DMX has cheated on his wife and or girlfriend. Not sure who Keisha is in relation to him. I think we established, they say girlfriends several okay, times. So there you go. he's got girlfriends. DMX cheats on Keisha uh -huh. with a 16 year old uh -huh. girl mm -hmm. whom he has been seeing since she was 11. No, she didn't sleep with him. She just <laughs> went down on him the week before last. Right. Right. The day before last. As if that makes any difference. And he wasn't last. sleeping with her when she was 11. <laughs> he just taught her how to tongue kiss. That's right. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is some R. Kelly bullshit. Oh, my God. No wonder I, he's on the soundtrack. It was jarring, no but... No wonder. This is great that it appears here in this movie. I am in full support of shedding light on this kind of situation. That's great. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about grown-ass men preying mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. little girls. 
question. Yeah. Did you feel in any way that his womanizing and statutory raping of a girl was glorified? No, because I think we're meant to like Keisha's character more than DMX or not even like we're meant to see that Keisha is good. DMX is bad. Hmm. I'm sorry. I don't want to say DMX yeah, is bad. That feels terrible. It, uh, yeah, but it's all meant to characterize him. Character is bad. It's right. all meant to characterize him. Yes. It's exactly. All, it's to lend to his, he's a shitty person. Right. No. And it's immediately there. Like, bam, I know who this person is. Thank you for putting that in early. Um, yeah. I don't think I would have liked it as much if that was dropped in like later in mm. the film. Like it was just added. They clearly put this in here to show his character, talk about the issue. It's about on. to watch him. I mean, it's about um, allowing us to watch him vacillate between the like stability and instability. Like you see him later with that young girl again. It's like, okay, yep, he's awful. Like he's yeah. living these you know multiple realities. Wow, pretty um, good. Yeah. It's, it's hard to talk about this. I'm starting to realize. Uh, and instead of talking about it, they just hook up. And no, I mean, considering that we just lost DMX, um, mm. thinking about some of these character traits and how accurate they are. And um, Chris, you mentioned how perfect Method Man was for the part uh, mm. uh, they cast him in. And I, I don't know who else plays DMX's character. So, okay. The, so here's the part where I got to plug that. I believe that I, I I do think DMX was a great actor. I mean, I'd say great. I thought he carried I, I, he his He did some his crappy own, yeah. movies, but he did some... I've only seen this and uh, what's the one with Aaliyah in it? Um, oh. R- Romeo Must Die. That's it, yeah. yeah. I, I felt that he had moments in acting that were great. And I felt as he became an actor, and I'll pull up and look through some to, so I can actually back this up with a couple <laughs> assertions of films. Um, but I felt he had great moments in acting this was kind of his jumping off Mm -hmm. and i he was just being dmx in this movie from having read about his life and uh growing and they don't establish any of this for the character in this film but it would be fair to say that this child uh this uh, character of tommy may have been abused may have lived in poverty Mm -hmm. clearly had access to weapons and drugs at a very early age and uh, you know, DMX was living homeless on the streets when he was 14, sleeping in Salvation Army clothes bins and befriending pet dogs. I mean, stray dogs on the street. Like, right. that was his life. And so I don't feel like he is this character, but I feel like he didn't have to do a lot of stepping outside of his... Like, he, he I'm, I'm assuming he just went back in internally, you know, he pulled from him himself and his own experiences to jump into becoming this character oh, in this movie. Yeah, yeah of and course. To me, and it goes in a circle. It's like, so is he acting at all or is that complete right. and total acting? That's what acting is, you know? Yeah. Pulling from your own experiences. Right. So they do establish very early on that he's a total sociopath who yeah. um, has yeah. had a very difficult life and which is what leads him to go to, uh, Linux, the, the Jamaican drug Lord and jumps in. I mean, that's, that's my favorite scene in the movie. The next part of the plot development is when he goes to the, I love the scene where he goes to Linux and he's asking for a favor. He says, I want to get start. I want to, I want to own my game. I want to go from like being a Jack boy, robbing people to 
like big time drug dealing. And I love this scene partly just because there's so many quotables between the two of them. You know, it's the one where he drops the line like, I ain't going back to jail. Like, um, next time the county see me, it's going to be in a bag, you know, (laughs) like, and which he then later goes to jail. Note, note, Mm -hmm. he later goes to jail. Right. So he doesn't, he doesn't follow through with that. Yeah. So it's really, it develops the character to me a lot, but it also establishes that everyone's got a boss. He's the king and his crew, and we've established he's the king and his crew, Mm -hmm. but there's always a bigger fish in the pond. And so then he goes to Linux and is saying, you know, I want to get involved in this. And Linux is like, sure, 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 sure. But you're going to owe me a really big favor. And that Mm -hmm. is a very, very clear Godfather reference where, you know, then you owe them. Like you're in with the bigger guy, but now you're in his pocket. Like you got it. And that's also, well, that's from Goodfellas. But (laughs) there's a a Godfather (laughs) scene where, you know, it's the same thing. Like now you owe him a favor. And that's like there's so much character development in that moment and it, but it also establishes like the whole point up until that is he's the big fish, but no, he, he's got a big fish and even that guy has a bigger fish, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, the scene where he's talking with Lennox, it was distracting that there's a football game going on mm-hmm. over top of the conversation. And then I get like, that's where Lennox's attention actually is like this problem that DMX is coming to him with is like so minor in yeah. his thought that he is, you know, he's way more focused on this game. I thought that was an interesting way to to put it onto film. That it was cool. The other thing about the character of Linux is it's and, and again we can decide, you know, the the listener can decide for themselves and the viewer can decide for themselves. Is it like stealing something or is it an homage to? But he's clearly meant to be Jamaican Scarface. And it's, I think it's important okay. that the character is not from America, as Scarface was not, you know, being Scarface was from Cuba. <laughs> and then later when, of course, the big kingpin has his comeuppance, we have nearly shot for shot the exact ending scene to Scarface where, you know. <laughs> Wait, um, spoil but, that movie for <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You think Scarface lives? (laughs) (laughs) I I had hope. Hey, that sounds like a good sequel, though. Scarface lives. (laughs) But Scarface is coming out and he's going, come on. Who wants tested? Who wants? (laughs) You know, and it's the exact same scene. You know, it really is. Um, Yeah. And it's just meant to be it's but and so is it paying homage to or is it just stealing it? I don't I mean, but because it's it's circulating around rap music, which all rappers in the 90s at some point all in that certain groups brought up Scarface. Well, I I, mean, from Wu-Tang Clan to Notorious B.I.G., all of them did it. I'm glad you're drawing the parallels uh, between this and some of these gangster movies, because I see what hype's doing when you are illuminating that like that is. um that that's important. I think he's just recreating mm-hmm. these themes that have existed in that era of hip hop, um, and kind of giving his visual representation of what the the era was, uh, of what their you know vibe was at the time. I yeah, I think um, damn, it, it is a big mm-hmm. music video. There it's is, just a th- series of music videos until, but it's, but it's also they get to the plot. Until they get to the part where they're like, okay, these characters now have to grow up, I noticed all the music videos stop. It turns into just dramatic scenes from that point on, which is about 75% into the movie. All right, so now you're getting into something that 
I thought at like some point in this movie, pretty early on, I would love to hear commentary on this. Mm-hmm. What the fuck were people thinking? Because right. there's there's intent mm-hmm. here. You can see there's intent. You were gonna say, yeah, no, definitely. There's clear intent, and it's somewhere around like when the main characters start traveling. Like we end up in Nebraska, and I think Georgia mm-hmm. and as Jamaica. well, mm-hmm. and Jamaica, like, Kingston. It's clear. Mm-hmm. That there is a change here, and I want to know why is it so abrupt? Why? Uh, what are the color choices here? Because there are very right. clear color choices. Like in Jamaica, it's very red and very green. And then hey. um, when they're, mm-hmm. I was sure mm-hmm. when they're inside the car, it's very blue. And I want to know, like, what is the point here? I just started writing down like the scenes and then what color those scenes were. And I tried to make sense of this, but like when some scenes had black skies. Yeah. You know, very weird. And there is a Mm -hmm. jail that is blue Mm -hmm. and there is a jail uniform that is pink. And I'm like, those are, (laughs) those are not accurate colors. What's going on here? This is so amazing because I've watched this movie so many times. And between that and counting the number of blunts <laughs> that are smoked in this movie, I am excited to watch this movie again. I'm going well, to watch this movie again tomorrow, probably. I will, yeah, I want to watch it with commentary. Like, I would do that yes. tonight after this yeah, discussion. Absolutely. I would put it right on. It's, um, hold on. One quick thing, though, that I think, because I, I want to, before we lose that thought in the color scheme, is basically I see this movie divided into three acts. So the first act is establishing what gangsters they are. Okay, and then their their various gangster moves, mm-hmm. and then Act Two is they get like busted by the police, like the feds get involved, right? And okay. simultaneous to that, the other um, like the other drug, the other guys, like the other factions, mm-hmm. which is amazing that the conflict between the factions is at two levels. So the favor is returned to the Jamaican Linux, and DMX has to, DMX's character has to kill someone who's considered untouchable, which is a reference to pick, pick an Italian gangster movie. Like there are certain people that are untouchable in their country. So in act two, the conflict between the, the drug Lords. So it's at two levels though, the drug Lords. And then, um, what is the freaking, come on, someone help me with the character. Big Rico. Big Rico. Big Rico is the level that we, we, we seem to think like Tommy and his crew are at the same level as Big Rico and his crew. They're kind of like more locally feuding yeah. factions. They don't like each other. So it establishes that like the higher kingpins have conflicts, the Jamaican drug lords. Then our local guys, and when I say local, I mean United States guys, they have their conflict. And then everyone gets arrested. It, and that's act two is like the conflict between the two yeah. drug, like sets of drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. We the see arrest, that. The, the and then act three is and, when yeah. like they turn the corner and the characters decide to change. Right. Which when I say that out loud, I really hate is mm-hmm. that I, I feel like Nas's character has zero development. He has changed. He has already no. had his moment of change before act one. Wait a minute. He's already Do changed. You mean Nas? Nas has changed. Has not changed. Nostradamus. Nostradamus has, has no evolution in this movie. He's the same guy <laughs> in the first minute of the movie as he is in the last minute of the movie. Well, I mean, that's a very normal thing to happen in storytelling, right? Just to have like the control group or whatever, if you will, like the guy who remains the same. And then the main character you mean is exactly usually the same. I as mean, if he's exactly. The entire time the he's same. talking. Yes. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) but in film, in film, it's often more important to have a a the the supporting actor 
ha- is always, I say always, if you look at who wins the Academy Awards and look at who wins Best Actor every year mm-hmm. and look at who wins Best I Supporting mean, Actor, here's what I'm not saying. Neil Breen wins Best Actor every year. I'm not I saying think. better performance, but here's what I'm trying to say. The Best Supporting Actor's character uh-huh. is always more complex than the leading character because the leading character goes through the same story every year in every well, movie we ever We understand gone. how... How that works, yeah. I'm only bringing this up because I found it very distracting. Like, I didn't understand that as a teenager. Oh. And so watching it now, it takes away from the movie that the the lead supporting character's character is so not complex and doesn't evolve and doesn't have anything to do. It, It almost takes away from the movie to me. And we really don't have any resolution for that character. None. He's talking about Africa, where he wants Going to, to go. Going to Africa the whole movie. That's all he's yes, talking about. Yes, at the end of the movie. But we don't see Africa, right? Nope. So we have no visual right. confirmation that he actually went. Yeah. Or that he's And the last scene we see okay. him, he's been shot in the leg. Right. And has just murdered someone on the street. Yeah. So he is very highly likely to either die or be arrested in the very near future of that scene. Yes. And then the next we get a voiceover of Africa was beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, So what? he could be like dead and just saying that like it's a dream or something. Yeah. I really hope. I really you hope that You want him to be true. dead? I really want that not to be, that that monologue not to be a confirmation that everything just worked out for him and his wife and kid. Hot I don't takes. want it to be that. Wow. I want it to be le- I want it to be intentionally by the director writer left open to us to say is that his deathbed thought or is that, is is he looking you know That's but without giving it to us without giving it to us like yeah. without having it be like pan to white or whatever yeah. you know which pan would be so white, boring yeah. but so boring which for hype, so hype though <laughs> or blue or red or whatever hype williams would have chosen. I want him to be okay just because of his wife and his kid. They are the only two things that are established as pure in this movie. For yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. Keisha's for got sure. her own weird stuff going yep. on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she seems to go to T. Is that the character's name? It's Tayana or something. Yeah. I, she has a name that starts with T, but er, uh, everybody calls just her like T. Boss. Okay, yeah. Uh, Keisha goes to T for advice. And everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, the dialogue in that scene is so terrible. You can tell, one, it's written by men. Two, women were not consulted whatsoever. Three, all they're doing the whole entire time is talking about men and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. Uh, what they got to do to live with men. And Keisha's so afraid of being alone and, and by herself. And at the end of the movie, she is by herself. And, yes, she does kill the guy who's who's trying to attack her mm. and everything and that's great and that's supposed to be empowering but does that make up for the rest of the film i mean do we want to talk about that know. now or chronologically you know what i mean i, I don't, don't know i don't care um, you know we don't matter. need to exhaust the timeline but so much i mm-hmm. don't want to miss anything mm-hmm. but um yeah uh because it's so ambiguous uh, and it's loose because there are these music video type things it reminds me of a musical Mm-hmm. You know yes. how some musicals, they'll have scenes of dialogue. They, you know, just settle down and it looks like a movie. Then boom, they're singing again, right? So that's this movie. It has these movie moments and then sure. interstitially I, music video parts. I guess I was just more saying let's establish who that character is because it is very next one. So Method Man enters as part of the plot line to advance the 
inner struggle of the warring factions. And he's an arm for he, he yeah, for uh Weebo. I'm gonna refer Weibo. to him as Weebo okay. because the actor plays Weebo in The Wire. Um that's yeah. not who he is in this movie. Um but So uh, he sends him out? Knowledge. Knowledge sends uh, okay. Method Man's character out uh because they um uh, Tommy and Knowledge get into an argument because Tommy's on the run because Knowledge has been arrested in a really great that that chase scene from the police was freaking amazing by the way and a little mini music video like definitely a running from the cops 90s music video yeah that was one of the better parts so the feds bust up knowledge and he is like calling tommy and tommy's like stop calling me from jail because they're gonna find me because i'm wanted as well Mm -hmm. and then so they get into an argument over the phone and then knowledge is like okay i'm gonna put out a hit well doesn't he call quiche first (laughs) He calls he, but he puts the hit out. I thought on he all called Quiche. He calls her and <laughs> call, and, call and her throws quiche. around the word bitch a lot. Oh, to f- yeah, a doesn't lot. everyone? Yeah, <laughs> throws it around doesn't quite a everyone. bit. Finally, says to her what he's always wanted to say to her. It appears mm-hmm. in that scene, and so then Method Man's character is brought in to um, take out Tommy and or DMX's character, Nas's character, as well as the other faction. Um, which is Big Rico, who eats bananas. Big Rico is the man, dude. Oh, my God. That Cat Williams. Big Rico almost made hair. it, too. Almost made it. Yeah. He drugged meth. He tried to get away. He, man. Is it bad that I was rooting for him? Like he's No, just it's not bad. No. Such a cool no. look. Who's a hero a great- here? Who do we, who we, who the fuck are we supposed to like? I don't know. I don't know. T. I really like T <laughs> and I like the baby. And those She's are the only people She's nowhere close to I the work. main character. Isn't that no. sad? No. That your favorite character is some deep cut? Yeah. No, that is sad. That's the only thing that is here in this movie for me is a woman <laughs> with a child. Mm, maybe their like house is red because story. it's like to represent the womb. Maybe that's like the well, safe. Well, the movie is called you know, Belly, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's it's yeah. not that deep. It's oh, just wow. the belly of the beast. Oh, they live in the belly of the beast. It's stupid. that simple. It's that simple. That's so dumb. Mm. Like, I want there to be like a womb narrative going on here. That would be really, really cool. I would be excited about that. Wow. But belly, belly of the beast. Of the be- no, it. no, thank you. I don't like it, um, but no. that's just my opinion on it. There are others, I am sure. <laughs> Moving on. I don't want to go through this line by line. I sure. don't want to go through the whole summary, but there are a lot of like key points mm-hmm. to talk about here. No, so Meth is on the trail. He tries to go find him and stuff, and th- that's really cool. Um, th- that first scene where he convinces them to meet and then... I mean, even when he's escaping and shooting at them in the first person perspective, like there, there's some really fun stuff happening there. All the Method Man stuff is great. Method Man steals the movie. He rejuvenated There's no me question. Yes. I, it was Method dragging Man steals for me. The movie. So yeah, he comes and in. And, he comes in yeah. and he's intentionally meant to be the out of town hand that's going to come in and kill people. Do you watch Fargo? Uh, not the show. Oh shit, it reminds mm-hmm. me so much mm-hmm. of Fargo when You're he right. comes yeah. in. It, it's got this very odd awkward yet cool kind of thing going on i don't know that yeah no i, I hear you great. like fargo is all about out of towners coming into this small town and messing stuff up i feel like yeah. that's method man in this movie he is yeah. the out of towner coming in to like take care of some business but but it doesn't go to plan 
and and for fun the and for fun the um in all the Italian gangster movies they bring a guy from Italy. There's always a guy who comes from Italy. There you go. Which they just did on the most recent Fargo. They did, yeah. And the thing they intentionally do with Method Man's character is they make him dress wildly different so he stands out visually in every yeah. crowd yeah and he's meant to be the like he d- talks the dude very, from up north yeah that they bring in who has a different accent who dresses differently yep. who walks right up to you and is like oh i want to meet you because i'm gonna assassinate you later tonight yeah like yeah. that's that's what that's to me i pulled the parallel of so why are they both wearing yellow um, Rico and Method Man's character. Because they're bananas. <laughs> they do eat bananas. Can we bananas. talk about the banana eating scene at yes. all? I mean, there, what is there to say weird. other than, guys, go watch it. It's so great. <laughs> if you so haven't great. seen it, just watch Big Rico eat a banana. I envy it. I have not been able to eat a banana in public for like my entire <laughs> adult life. And this man is just doing it like it's nothing. I- I'm jealous of that. Uh, that confidence that choice, Rico has. You know, yeah, the choice is there. So good. This is just off the top of my head. I don't want to go this direction with this film, and I don't want to excuse many of the other very difficult things to watch. I do want to take a moment to say there was nothing homophobic about the banana eating scene, and that would have yeah. been really easy because in 90s hip-hop, it was very like gay bashing was very very. He common. already does have yeah. a, like a wig looking hairstyle. And they didn't do any of yeah. that. They they yeah. just they didn't address homosexuality, but they didn't mock it or use it as a theme right. in this movie. And I'm not saying that that excuses some other things, but I did appreciate that that character. Like there was no part of me sitting there being like, oh, they're trying to paint that character as like clearly gay or trans or drag right. or whatever. Right. Like there was none of that element to it. Thank no. God. I, that I would have been know. tough, but that would have been available in the nineties. That would yeah. have been available in this film. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, but that just, that just occurred to me. I have yeah. never had this thought before watching this movie. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's good. Whew. All right. So Tommy goes on the run. Uh, then met the man's chasing him. And then they have the Scarface scene. And then they skip to Act Three, where they kind of wrap everything up, and that's kind of the movie. I mean, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Why does it all end at New Year's, nineteen ninety nine? Like, I know, like the whole Y two K thing. Is mm. there something more significant? I to think that? the symbolism in in the speech of like moving forward. This is a new dawn. Um, I think it's just to mark um, the hope for change. There, there does seem to be something. Um, calling out in this movie for people to think differently. Okay. Uh, specifically Nas. I mean, he he talks about that all the time. Uh, we we need to change. Like we're always doing the same thing. Let's do something different. Shake it up. Right. Go to Africa. Right. right. Um. Um. So then the minister. Mm-hmm. Why do the feds want to kill him? Okay. So my opinion. And Ryan, I'm curious to know if you agree with this. Is he supposed to be Farrakhan? Yeah. And they're also oh. going with the theme that the, uh, I mean, I don't even, I don't even think you can call it conspiracy theory at this point, that basically um, the CIA was involved in the assassination of Malcolm X right. and making sure that it was done by a black person uh-huh. so right. that it would be like, see, mm-hmm. they're killing each other, not, uh, you know, the <laughs> basically uh-huh. the white not supremacists me. controlling. Right, right. Um, and I think it's just, I think that's the, um, part, like this is the act where it, it goes away from, um, 
homage or mimicking any sort of um, like Italian gangster movies. Like this is right. just when it becomes its own and tries to give an emergence of something to root for. And this is also where I think part of who DMX is, um, he was uh, raised as a Jehovah's Witness, but oh. went, left his family at a very young age. I mean, he ran away um, because his mom put him in a, a boarding school, which he tried to burn down at 10 or 11 years old. Right um, okay. So then they obviously he wasn't allowed to stay there anymore. Yeah. Um, and then he was being abused by physically abused by his mom and rotating father figures. And so he left and went to the streets at 14. Later in life, he finds Christ. And um, every album he does, he has a song where uh, it's a tribute and he's having a conversation with God. Is, like Kanye. Uh, I don't know. I don't follow <laughs> Kanye, I'm so I don't fully know. Fully joking there. But um, like... Fully joking. It, it was always weird, though, like listening to his music and listening to some of his albums where it, it's really like... I mean, he picks Dark Man X as a name for a reason. I mean, he's a dark... It's dark stuff. And so then to always have that, like, God song at the end, mm-hmm. and it's usually at the end of the album, um, it just felt like this movie. It, it felt like... I felt that Hype Williams put a lot of I felt like I, I I guess I'd love to know I'd love to be able to ask the man a question mm-hmm. if there was a lot of on-set rewrites to help mimic or mirror DMX's evolution as a human mm-hmm. um, with this character like I really wonder if they did that a lot that is curious I would like to know that too please can we watch Someone some commentary <laughs> on this movie yeah no I would love to watch a commentary what do you think about the choice though or what do you wh- one? Do you think that that is Farrakhan, and we're trying to talk yes. about Malcolm X? And yes. then two, I don't what do you think about the choice to have DMX change in the end, to have him put down the gun and not assassinate the man? I don't know. I don't know about the choice. I don't know if that character does that. I mean, I think it's just representative of the community embracing Islam. Um, there has been a strong representation of the five percenters and Islam, and um, there's plenty of Muslim rappers. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's just to say, that again, a picture of the era. There were so many rappers mm-hmm. that identified with all of this stuff. So, no, they're not going to kill Farrakhan. No. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a valid point. I hadn't really thought about that aspect. And I think it's it's to illuminate the whole idea that the government would try to assassinate, sure. assassinate black leaders, which they have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's proof of it. So, um I think, yeah, this movie's trying to be too much. Mm. We get to the end of this movie, and I'm so yes. exhausted. Uh, visually, it lets go and tries to be a movie. Yeah. And then I'm gone. I'm I, I'm thinking, whoa, my, my only real attachment to this was how beautiful it was. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to make me understand some sort of narrative that wasn't well-structured. There's no foundation for mm-hmm. this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of happening still. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't say that it's anything to do with Malcolm X or anything like mm-hmm. that. I think it's more general than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're, you're on to something. Or maybe it's like uh, this stuff has happened in the past. Of course, it's still happening right now yeah. and will definitely continue to happen in the future. Right. Right. I don't know. Um, I like the choice that he doesn't shoot the minister. I mm-hmm. think that's good. He that he doesn't do that. However, it's not a satisfying ending mm-hmm. because the the officer 
made it very clear that he was going to die right. if he didn't kill this guy. He was going to die if he didn't kill this guy. Nice rhyme. Thanks. Where to pick it up. Um, yeah. So nothing good can happen after that choice, right? Like, yes, he chooses God. That's cool. That's That's great for him and everything. But it's not an answer. It's not an ending. I didn't feel the character was redeemed in that moment. Yeah, no. I don't know that there's any redemption for him. That's I think why. It, yeah, I it, it just is what it is. You yeah. know, I, I don't think that this is any sort of fable. I, f- um. I feel I feel you in terms of it lost steam in the sense that we really just got to a point where it's like, okay, we got to wrap this up, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. when. So the the plot lines just have to be closed. So the Jamaican drug dealer gets killed mm-hmm. by Chiquita. In the uh, Scarface scene, right? In the Scarface scene. And then Method Man's character, who's offed Big Rico and held tea at gunpoint. And he goes to kill DMX's girlfriend's character, Keisha. And then she kills him by, like, bludgeoning him to death with, like, an That's a tough scene to watch. That That's ash? a yeah. tough scene to mm. watch. Uh, well, she ends up shooting him. Mm. Right? We hear the gunshot. Do, but do she, we hear? Okay, good. Yes. Confirmed. Confirmed. We yes. hear the gunshot. Okay. Because um, I, I needed to know yeah, if yeah. he actually oh, sure. died. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, she starts hitting him with an ashtray and everything. Uh, and that's cool. Like, I feel like if nothing else, Keisha's character is redeemed. She has autonomy. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not for killing people. Mm-hmm. However, in the context of this story, sure. I think it's a in the context of the story of a home invader coming in to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it might be okay. Um, yeah. And that character would definitely do that. That would be her reaction. You I, know? Yes. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with the fact that this is how her empowerment is shown in this movie. I, I thought it was a good full circle for her. Yeah, well... Um, My only problem with uh, Keisha's character resolution is... There's the scene where uh, DMX and Nas go to the um, old-fashioned but good diner. Oh, and yeah, old-fashioned <laughs> but good. Yeah. Old-fashioned but good. And they're sitting at the most slanty <laughs> dining room, diner table available. Yeah. And um, this is, it's weird because this is nothing to do with, I mean, it's the those two characters are having their closing moment, like the wrap it all up where, you know, hey, I'm going to Africa and, hey, I've found religion. Um, and then he's like, Oh, what do you want me to do with your car and all your stuff and your money? And he's like, Oh, you keep it as a gift. Like, shouldn't yeah. you have given it to Keisha? I like, guess. shouldn't Keisha have gotten yeah. his stuff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What the heck, man? Yeah. She totally gets to sh- like, just no, no, no. Keisha's good in her little apartment. Like, <laughs> I thought that was like, uh, is the car marked or no idea. is the stuff in the car marked? No like I'm not sure that that was a good. This gift. movie, it's just it, it's so many things with very little explanation. Now, too many movies are bogged down with. But we're so, in the, so like, many the movies get lost up. in exposition, <laughs> and yeah. It, it was anyway. just it was like rapid fire. It was like okay, the kill met the man, kill the Jamaican gangster. He finds God and doesn't shoot him. But nobody kn- he I, goes to Africa. Even Weebay, even knowledge. It's like, yeah, man, I got um, yeah, I got life in prison. Like I'm gonna be in prison forever. It's like boom, it's like so rapid fire yeah. to wrap up all the plot lines. It was just like oh, it's hard to understand okay. anybody's motivations and you know, really why any of this has to happen this way. It even starts so sh- I mean, it's odd. 
it's such a glorified version of a robbery. It wouldn't go down that way. Right, right. Um, all right. Well, let's start to wrap this thing up. Okay. Um, Kaylee. Yeah. What is your highlight here? What's your favorite part of this movie? Okay, so I've got two to pick from, really, and, and for very different reasons. One, I love the little kid. Yeah. The little kid is incredible. Shorty. The actor Shorty. who's playing mm-hmm. Shorty Mm-hmm. Is just astounding. Have you guys seen Clockers? Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. Um, that, if again, I don't know where the line's drawn. That's either directly taken from a scene in Clockers or a okay. homage to Clockers. I feel There's like an exact homage. I feel like <laughs> There's an exact scene. Sorry, had a had a cocktail there. Uh, on that line, <laughs> that was a cocktail line. There's a, there's a, an exact scene in Clockers that's that scene. Um, I just. Thoroughly enjoyed the character, and now having heard Chris talk a lot mm. about DMX and his history, like growing up and stuff, it just felt like that was who the character was. You know, it was mm-hmm. just young DMX, and it shows that the cycle is about to start all over again. Um, really, really enjoyed that whole scene. Second favorite, I can't pick between the two, but it's when, um, uh, the cop is in the car with DMX and they're going to the church. He's about to go kill the minister and everything. And the cop says, you're mm. my N-word. Mm-hmm. And then we see the cop for the first time and he is a white man. Mm-hmm. I thought that one, the cinematography in that scene, fantastic. Very, very good. And then two, just the fact that they don't show the cop until he says that line, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's this whole, like, he's trying to speak this guy's language. Mm-hmm. In his mind, he thinks that's what mm-hmm. he's doing. But really, he's he's making it very clear that he is essentially in ownership of this exactly. person. Yeah. And that's, that's what's, I mean, that's, that's chilling because... We've well established that even having somewhat found religion, the character of Tommy is not going to let a white guy drop an M-bomb on him. Like, that's not right. a, that's a guy that's going to pull out a gun and just... I mean, there's several scenes, which we didn't yeah. talk about, and I don't know if it needs to be talked about. This The one scene that I feel like is being left behind is... the Or, or is it nothing? The restaurant murder scene. When the, the two new cronies that Tommy has, he like manipulates them into fighting each other, and just one of them pulls out a gun and kills him in the middle right. of the restaurant. Tommy yeah. just sits there and then gets yeah. arrested. I ain't going back to jail. I ain't going back. Next time the mm-hmm. county see me in the back, mm-hmm. he gets arrested because he doesn't get yeah. up and walk away. Yeah. yeah. And the only line they give us is, "Oh, he was he was so messed up, like he was drunk or he was high or whatever." Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know that yeah. scene. I don't know if I don't know if I needed that scene. No. <laughs> Definitely not. And I was really sad when that one character died. Right. That was that was right. upsetting. Um, so do you have a least favorite scene? I do indeed. Yeah. Mm. So or when part. the no. feds are raiding DMX's house, he pulls up, sees that there are cops, and he dips. This is immediately after we see them arrest Keisha. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he goes and talks to... I forget which character he ends up talking to. He goes and talks to another character and he's like, yeah, all my money and stuff is there. Does not mention Keisha at all, Mm -hmm. at all. 
It's very concerning. And then he eventually gets paged by her and he's like, shit, I got to go take care of this and find a payphone. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous how little these men care about women. It's just kind of jarring to see. And it's important that it's being portrayed. That's great that that's happening here. But it's it's hard for me to watch. I don't know that. It, I mean, is it great that it's happening? It's not great. No, no, it's not We've great that it's happening. Over it's, and over and over again. This is just toxic. It's great that it's being portrayed so that we can see yeah, it, what's going on. It here. makes it difficult. So um, we'll move on to my favorite thing about this movie. And... It's, I hate to cop out. Let me just have fun a little bit. And I'll say, did they measure Nas? Did they measure him before they clothed him? <laughs> um, so wardrobe seems to have lost his body in clothing. Yeah. Uh, for most of the movie. I thought that was just the 90s. That's kind of the look. I mean, yeah. especially when you see him talk to the kid, um, That that's the vibe right there. The kid with the big jacket, all that makes sense. But there are too many parts where he's just wearing kind of like a sweater or, or a, a sweater polo. Is that what he's wearing? His I sweater? have no idea. He's got some really thick polo yeah. shirt. Um, but it's so large. Um, so that that's my favorite funny thing about this. But my favorite thing is ultimately the way this movie looks. I think I think it's beautiful uh, for the most part. There are plenty of scenes where it's not that, but um, I think it's gorgeous. Uh, my least favorite thing about this movie is I think the narration is added afterwards. I think they showed this movie to people yeah. and got bad reviews and got feedback from, you know, whoever saying, nope, you got to explain what's going on. You got to tell them because you know, when I did my Nas impression, it's so disinterested. It's so just, I'm reading this. I don't know why I have to fucking do this. Here we are. I'm doing this right now. This is exactly what you're telling me to do. Um, it's awful. I felt and, the same way until Chris said it was a Goodfellas or Godfather. Right. So thing. now that you tell me that they do that there, maybe I'm not so sure. But I have to say it's terrible. They're literally describing exactly what we just watched. Yeah, but in a more confusing way, it's like I see the scene and I'm like, yeah, okay, I know what's happening. And then the narration comes in and I'm like, wait, what? That's not his name. And then when what? they switch people, I mean, that's even worse. You, yeah. you have diff two different fucking people. You it's awful. I hated it. It's very confusing. In in Godfather's actually uh, Godfather's Godfather's Good Godfather's. Uh, there's another cocktail line for you. Godfellas in the good Godfather's. 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 The, the good the Goodfather's. <laughs> in Goodfellas, um, they they do that, and then completely randomly, Joe Pesci's character just pops in in the scene, and he gets to narrate like one of the scenes, and it makes absolutely no sense. But in the movie. I mean, we're talking about an Academy Award-winning film. Right. It works in Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so if there was a third character to pop up in this <laughs> that's, movie, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I would have loved it if suddenly Method Man's character just like I jumps was in. The same okay. Thing. Just like, so I'm chasing Tommy now. Yeah. I'm trying to find him. I'm, you know, <laughs> that yeah. would have been amazing. That there's not a lot work. of other candidates, are there? <laughs> no, there's uh, not. Well, wow. I mean, they're not going to let a woman do it. Clearly, in this film. <laughs> I mean, like, this movie. Yeah. that would have been great. That's my next choice. Like, have. Keisha narrate something or have T narrate something. Have Keisha have this breakthrough monologue. That would have been right. phenomenal. Oh, I think the kid does it. Would have loved it. I'm Shorty. 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 I think Shorty. Shorty. I think Shorty oh. does no, it. No, Shorty. Yeah. yeah. I could you wouldn't even got to go to summer school this summer. Oh, Shorty would be great. <laughs> yeah. 
Woo, boy. All right, Chris. Yeah. It's time for the guest to tell us what his favorite thing about this movie is. Okay. My favorite thing about this movie. All right, everybody. I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Drug. Well, that was Poker Face by Lady Gaga. <laughs> Which everyone should know. Everyone should know. But not as many people have seen the music video as I think Chris. should have. Chris, you have never seen this music video before. I have never before. seen this music video before in my Welcome. life. I'm short. Uh, as much dance games you play, like, come on, man. Do you, they don't show the videos in dance I they games. Had them in, they should they have the, the fucking videos, too. Fuck what the fuck can we both just talk like this right now? Because we talk like this The whole point of the dance video game is that you are the dance video. Do they? I don't want to watch her. Okay, so serious question here. One, why do you not want to watch her? She's great. Two, um... Do they do these dance moves in your dance game that you play? There are many of the very popular songs that have very popular videos with very popular dance moves where the dance move is in the just dance. They're and very I, popular. I, I don't want to skip around the dance video. I don't want to refer to it. There's just dance. Okay. And that's it. Okay. All the rest, <laughs> DDR. about it. There okay. are the rest. There are, are there all more? the rest. I don't know. The, oh, it doesn't matter. Dance Revolution. They may exist, yeah. but there are no others. Okay, it's I just see. dance is king. Okay, just there's dance. only one. Do just they dance. do the it's Lady just, Gaga just dance moves in Just Dance? I don't know. I don't know. That's not one of my main ones. It's you don't uh, dance to this song. I, I don't know that I have this one. I don't know that this one's <laughs> on there. I'm not sure. I'd have to go. Back into my um, repertoire. There you go. Of um, mine is the one with the light. I can Ooh, do those moves right now. The yeah, light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's her name? What's her name? Um, uh, Eli. No, Eli. Uh, Ellie Golding. Ellie Golding. Yeah. What's that song? Lights, lights, lights. That's the one. That didn't sound like it to me. <laughs> that's the background. Let's do it again. Go ahead. <laughs> lights. 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 Maybe I set you up for Lights. failure on that okay. one. I, well, now I mean, go, go ahead and ask another question. But we I'm gotta get back to talking about the actual. I don't know. I just want to do this catchy song Kaylee's singing right now. <laughs> Lights. Can we do it again? Lights. 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 <laughs> That's the song, guys. You didn't know. I like it. Now you know. Um, Lady Gaga was a huge influence on my life. Yeah. How so? Um, okay, so she got really, really popular when I was in high school. And oh my God, like everybody wanted to do the bow hair thing and the wigs <laughs> and the stupid nails and all of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all wanted to do this dance. I was in chorus in high school. So, you know, this song and many other Lady Gaga songs came up a lot. Like, please, can we do these for like show choir or something? Now that I watch this video, thank God these dance moves are dumb. You know, that's so funny you say that because I was going to say this was a big deal. I remember this being massive and it felt like industry changing and all these things. And now looking back on it, I think it's kind of terrible. It is, but I think it did pave the way for a lot of other things. You know, you see the giant yeah. bow that uh, Sia has done that. Jojo Siwa has done that. 
Um, it became a whole entire thing. Uh, the wearing of the wigs. Well, I mean, if you listen to the Eric Cartman version of this, though, the song is banging. <laughs> is it now? It's so good. Um, yeah. Huge influence. Really, really enjoyed this video. I'm not so, going to lie. I still enjoy it. I brought it to the table on this particular episode. I was going to pick a different music video, but okay. um, I changed to this one because I knew this one had like a um, a light study, kind of like what this Lights. movie has. Lights. Okay. Lights. It, <laughs> Lights. It, it, you know, Lights. you're right. It, uh, this kind of does have the feel and vibe of music videos of its time. Absolutely, yeah. She's very green and blue and everything, and then you mm -hmm. see, like, these red lights behind her. It's They play with CG and real stuff. Yeah, they're doing Absolutely. They're doing it's yeah. very clearly contrasting color choices. Um, I don't think the colors go together. I don't think it's nearly <laughs> as masterful as the movie that we just watched. But I, I do enjoy it. Uh, I think it beckons back to this era of music videos. So it's still one of your favorite music videos of all time? I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite, but I would say that I would definitely watch this again. Chris, how are you feeling at the end of this viewership? I'm still on uh, lights. Do, you, do we need to play <laughs> What's this her song? name? How do you Ellie? say it? Ellie? It's Ellie? Yeah. E-L-L-E. Golding. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's like Golding. I'm in Just Dance still. Just because the you're right. There is a part where they just say lights over and lights, lights, lights. Thank but you. It's I was in the, in the part where the like the chorus though is like you show the lights that stop me yeah. turn to stone. <laughs> you shine them when I'm done, and so I tell myself that I'll be strong and dreaming when they're gone. Lights, lights, lights. Okay, before I answer the question about yeah. <laughs> the actual person we're talking about, which is Lady Gaga, can you explain to me Lady Gaga? No one can explain, explain Lady me. Gaga. That's okay. why she's <laughs> great. So Lady okay. Gaga was a, uh, a songwriter for famous musicians. She okay. wrote songs for Beyonce. She wrote oh. stuff with Sia. Like she is, she oh. was a big name mm -hmm. in the music writing industry. And eventually she just said, fuck it. I'm going to do mm. this myself mm -hmm. and I'm going to start uh doing what i want to do and she got over like uh body image issues she got over mm. shyness and all of her stage fright and everything to become this artist and she stepped into this character that she has since kind of let go of mm. and that to me is so brave and powerful and interesting and um yeah i i appreciate like how far she's come follow-up question is Stuff like we just watched satire. Yeah, totally. Yes. Okay. In, in a lot of ways, she made fun of the industry she okay. was a part of. Because and, and I'm I don't get that impression from this particular video. I wouldn't say from this video, but you look at like any of her runway looks, you look at like, uh, sorry, runway, any of her red carpet looks. Um, and you see that she is clearly trolling the industry that you know, kept her a songwriter. For yeah. So I think long. when she started making enough money to do that, she did that. But this doesn't, this seems like, like a, like a sellout, the that, that trash that I didn't like at that time. Like, yeah, I didn't like it. This is why I'm asking this question is that, and I don't, I'm just randomly picking names here. Cause I, this is not my genre of music. Although I have all of these artists songs. So take like, um, Keisha, 
Ke- or, oh my Kesha, God. whatever. Yeah. I'm going to oh mispronounce all these people. That's like, okay. right? That's okay. Um, and uh, um, like Katy Perry, pick another K- one to Katy throw out Perry. there. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. I feel like there's a potpourri joke in there. Um, mm-hmm. who, el- who else would you? It's ironic. Like the char- the the characters. Huh? <laughs> the musicians you just mentioned, uh-huh. I'm not crazy about. Uh-huh. Uh, but well, Lady Gaga is like list? the one you, that I'm that, like, like cool with. The sounds are similar enough that you would bet that fans of these people might listen to these other people. Totally, totally, um, definitely. And so for me, I guess what I'm the reason I'm asking that is how and this comes full circle back to the movie we're talking about uh-huh. is how long does something can something be satirical and mocking of something else? But then replicated until it finally just becomes what it is. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. I think point. she did it until she was famous enough to do whatever the fuck she wanted. What's this song about, by the way? This song, mm-hmm. I, I think it's about hmm, her. Hmm. I think Have it's you, about. You've read the lyrics, though. Yeah, yes. totally, okay. absolutely. Okay. Just, I think it's about woman's ability to lie herself into any situation, not not because she wants to, but because this is what society forces us to do. Nice. You know, society mm. kept us outside of these men's clubs or whatever, these poker clubs, mm. for so long. Yeah. And now oh, she is just yeah. willfully blazing right in and saying, like, I'm, I'm going to wreck your shit. And okay, so thank you for all that information. Anytime. And before you continue, thank you for our new segment, on this particular interruption bit, which is, <laughs> what do you think this song is about? I like Continue. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I wanted to know what a fan would think the artist's intent is, and because we talk about that, <laughs> that's what interpretation of film or music or whatever is. But also, you know, it changes how I view that video. I now fucking hate that video. Yeah. I hate that video now. Uh. I was kind of cool with it when it was happening, but now that I just I feel like you could have had a flashy pop video and gotten at least a few, I mean, maybe I'll watch it again. I'm not going to watch it again, <laughs> uh, but maybe I'd, I'll watch it again and see some of those themes you're talking about now that I know about. It. But I'd heard the song a bunch of times. And so, like, I was I was uh, I, I enjoyed the Great Danes. I enjoyed them a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they were cool. cool. And uh, <laughs> shout out to DMX <laughs> and where his dog's at. Yeah. And I, because, and they were clearly um, not necessarily well trained. They're probably very well trained, but they were very mm-hmm. well trained into a downstay, is what that's called. Mm-hmm. They there stayed in their go. downstay the whole time. But I didn't like it then. I didn't like the boy toy biting on her chin. And Loved I was too, it. like, I, the stuff you're talking about with the colors, I, was way too distracted by, I mean, you heard the question I shouted out in the middle of it is, are they playing strip po- poker? Or are they playing for money? Cause they have chips. And then we mm-hmm. were kind of like, Oh, maybe the chips you can buy clothes. I mean, it's like, I was just very yeah, distracted. Yeah, there, there and a- that blue bathing suit was just, it, it was, it was just distracting. That's yeah, all I'm saying. I'm is it just took, I was trying to figure out what was going on. And then once I was like, by the third time they cut to the blue bathing suit, I was able to, but they kept zooming in on our crotch. 
which it's like it's not like I'm zooming in on her crotch. It's like they're zooming in on her crotch. We are so, zooming like, in on her crotch. I, I have no choice we but to be crotch crotch viewing in that moment. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with crotch viewing. I'm just saying, like, it, it, so you pull me into that, right. and then I finally was able to step back. Like, okay, third time, you know, the blue bathing suit's coming up again. You're trying to see this scene, not the weird shape of the bathing suit and whatever bizarre things you're doing. And the backup dancer sucked in that moment, so I wasn't my just dance video game. Being like, I'd be a better backup dancer than that. So I just I found everything about the video to be very distraught. I did not like the video. No, I like the song it. more uh, now. I always thought the song was catchy. Like, I've jogged to that song many times. Yeah, there you go. I have to agree. The song uh, exceeds, uh, you know, the video in quality. It's definitely better. The song is better. The than actual the That's why I asked about sat the, satire, right, though. Right. Is because I'm like, okay, is this making fun? Totally. And, and, and even with that confirmed, I'm like, give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more to understand how it's making fun yeah you know i didn't like i just didn't like the video That's i hear awesome. you i hear Word. you all right so, people. so yes. that was your least favorite thing yeah the lottie yeah gaga lottie gaga right lottie gaga lottie gaga we like to party my favorite thing about this uh yeah. music video uh i don't Get know <laughs> i don't know if you can't learn to give you need you need to talk to someone if it's that hard for you to come up with a way to compliment anything. I can come up with a compliment for anyone but that I mean, that I mean, that I sincerely mean. That's some self-righteous nonsense. What? Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's like, no, that is, no, man. Just give me a second. It's just a skill set. It's something that if you practice, if you practice it, <laughs> that's not being a braggart. Now you're just, Lights. now Lights. you're just being Lights. distracting. If you, if you were in criticisms, I'll come back at you. <laughs> now you're just distracting me. Me actually thinking about me. Actually Stone, thinking about me. Light. 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 Thing. At least we're laughing, guys. Um, At least we're having fun. Tell me your thing. I guess I liked the idea that they really didn't play into the poker that much. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole song is this symbolic thing about <laughs> poker. And there's very little of it represented here. Um, yeah. They could have... And it would have been too cheesy. I understand, you know, they wanted to downplay it. Yeah. Because otherwise it could have gone really bad. But um, no, this is just kind of an odd art, um, alt art piece. Um, performance art mm -hmm. is what it is. Uh, so, yeah. Least favorite. Least favorite thing. Oh my god, Cannot this shit is fucking terrible. No, <laughs> at all. No, her her hair. That shit. <laughs> the, the bangs with the like shit. That's like, great. oh my god, dude, that wig is just fucking awful. I I can't stand that. All right. Ma, 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 ma. I mean that. That's exactly what I'm talking about when I bring up someone like Katy Perry. It's like, yeah, it looks. To like, I don't, I don't follow either of these people. So to me, it looks exactly the same. I it's when the satire becomes ooh. the thing that it's making fun of. Cause I look at it side by side and I'm yeah. like, I can't see a difference because I don't ever watch it. So when oh. I do, I don't have any frame of reference. No. I mean, 
I forgot. My least favorite thing about this video is the part where she talks. It's so goddamn awful. When she, she say? says, I'm she's not- just talking. And it's what, what she is well, saying is this. really when bad. When was this? She, we should look it up. Like what she says is just so nonsensical. Do, do you need to know? Do you it's need right. To know? It's like it, it's a bridge part. Like it's right after the bridge. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know it. What does yeah, she say? She says, Please. "I'm not bluffing with my muffin. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm just stunning with my love glue gunning." The That's part cute. that I found difficult about that Trash. was that when she says the word muffin, she points yes. at her crotch. Because let's talk about this. That's right? my this least is favorite the whole part. Entire of this. point of I'm not dissing this. I'm just no, trying no, no, to no. understand. Let the woman speak, please. This is the whole entire point of the uh, music video. Uh, She's like, cool, you're going to call us devious women? All right. I'm Kaylee, just bluffing with my stop. muffin. Stop. Love it. Wait a minute. This, no. I yes. disagree fully. I think yes. this screams of uh, studios in, um, or sorry, um, the, uh, what do they call them? <laughs> Studio producers? What anyway, are you talking about? No, no, what it, are you it's, talking it's, about? Sorry. It <laughs> screams of people coming in and saying, no, we need these talk parts because this is the era in which you have those little breakdowns in which people talk. This is not Lady Gaga to me. This does not sound like anything she would do on her own. This sounds like this um, executives coming in and saying, no, you maybe, you know, maybe have this, maybe have that. Uh, I hated it. I it seems it so out of character exactly for her. Like early, you Lady think Gaga. she would pick to do this? Oh, totally. Uh, before we move totally. on, let me just say I, I need to put an asterisk by my, like clarify what I said about my problem with her pointing at her muffin. Mm-hmm. Is not that I have a problem with her pointing at her muffin or the line or anything like that. I just found it insulting as a viewer that I wouldn't know what she's talking about when she's like, "I'm not bluffing with my muffin." Point. Point, point. I was like, yeah, no, I, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like, you couldn't possibly I just felt insulted by the director. Like, someone told her to do that. They're it's like, not how bluffing no, point, works. point at your vagina. Point at your vagina. Yeah. But it's not and how I was bluffing just like, works. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I know it. I get the innuendo. I'm yeah. sitting here like, wait, I'm not bluffing enjoying. with my full house. <laughs> I mean, it's just this one right here. Uh, come on. Your no. full house? Your they're really not, house. they're not working the symbolism enough. What I'm so mad that there's, come on. Do more poker stuff. No, I'm very happy because this could have been some like Alice in Wonderland like deck of cards bullshit. And deck it's of cards. Not. Get I'm a deck very, of cards. I'm very there. happy without the deck Get of cards. Deck of cards. I don't there. want decks of cards, man. I don't. <laughs> what is that character? I don't know. <laughs> it's a um, poker Johnny. I felt this to be quite educational for me. I feel like I understand Lady Gaga a little bit better. There you go. And I understand the song a little bit more, and I just didn't really care for the video. That's all. I just, I want to know. But at the same time, I feel like the same as we're talking about, if I'm sitting down with whomever directed that video, And I'm sitting down with Hype Wings and I ask, why were these choices made? The explanations might completely satisfy me. I just, I don't watch them enough to know. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of it is like, well, the artist wanted it, you know? <laughs> I cool. want to know those answers. Yeah. Like, cool. Okay. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Just kidding. Listen to this commercial. Let's finish up this podcast. Shrug. 
So I talked about earlier my favorite scene is the scene where DMX's character is going to Linux to ask for the favor. So I won't really jump back into that. I'll kind of go to a my next my next on my list because I liked a lot. Oh, I don't know and I want to know. So if a listener out there can find the answer to this via the internet or has a connection with some of these people to get the answer to this, I believe that there are two Easter eggs in this movie that are both uh, revolving around DMX. And do you remember the scene where he's like talking to Nas and he's like, that's your man, that's your man. No, we, we, we yeah. commented on no, it. I, no, okay. I do. I do. That's your man. That's yeah. your, and he's talking about he the says, guy who uh, betrays yeah. them. Because I wrote it down too, I think. Yeah, the guy who puts the hit on knowledge. He's saying, that's your man. That's your man. Yeah. Okay. And the, oh, that's your man. That's your man. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and the opening to DMX's breakthrough album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, is a skit between him and another person, which I've often wondered... Is it him? And he's just doing a different inflection, but I don't mm-hmm. think it is. It's very different. I've looked at it so many thousands of times now. And he, they're saying, oh, these Rough Riders, they're coming through on the industry. And he's going, that's my man's in them. That's my man. <laughs> and he says, that's my man's in them like 20 times in the introduction before the first song kicks off. So I really felt like that was a little Easter egg to like the intro. And then the other one was um, on DMX's album, the um and then there was X that came out the same year as this movie. Uh, he says in the car when Nas and him are having this conversation, and he's talking about yeah you know, he wants to change and you know find blah 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 like find yourself and uh, etc. He goes here we go again and he sings it like he actually sings here we go again like you would just say to someone oh here we go again but he goes here we go again that's one of the like best songs on dmx's second Do you album think that, that came it was out. like written down in the script as just like a whatever easter egg and he chose to sing it I, if i'm guessing i think yeah he was just there and he cool. just and i would yeah i think he'd probably just like oh here we go again like like i think that's just dmx coming full circle to just acting like dmx like he talked like that and i wanted to make a take this is the only this is the best opportunity but i want to make sure not to get through this without this moment there's a really great interview out there with dmx and go find it it's amazing Basically, he is the person who is driving them around when he's like running red lights and he's smoking a blunt. I've heard of this, yeah. And he's like in the interview, he picks up the guy doing the interview for a magazine and he's just driving around town drunk, smoking a blunt and chain smoking Newports. And the interviewer is like, and honestly, I'm quite scared at many junctures <laughs> of this interview. But he's just like doing like illegal U-turns, and like speeding through town. And then he's just like, OK, like we good, dog. And he's like, yeah, I guess I got everything. And he's like, cool, I'll drop you off here. And he just drops him off. And like, that's the end of the interview. Here oh, we and, go like, and they're just driving around L.A. With DMX just being a crazy person. And that's exactly what that person was being in that moment. Wow. And I couldn't help but watch that scene after having read that and then putting the two together and being like, yeah. he's just playing himself. So when he's like, here we go again, I'm like, yeah, he's in DMX mode. He's not Earl Simmons, the person. He yeah. is DMX yeah. in that moment being this character. And it just, it, I was just like, 
Wow. Okay. All right, man. Was the other favorite part was that there was some Wu Tang in there. Oh, oh man. Digi was in there. I don't know why I didn't say all the Wu Tang love was the best. So much Wu wear. There is a. There's plenty of it. Everywhere. Yeah. Who was wearing the Wu shirt? Method Man when he gets murdered. Method Man was in it, and then there's lots of like Wu music in it. Yeah. Old Dirty Bastard. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Sing it. What kind of party can you go to? Oh my god. That's it. What kind of party can you go to? So what is your least favorite thing about this movie that you have brought to us and made us view? Not that. Lights. Lights. I guess it's kind of the same thing that we're talking about. Well, okay. Two. Okay. I got two. So. It's the same no, thing. You get to- one. Well, okay, but it's the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> you but get it's one. like two. Di- okay, so it's the same thing, but two different examples of it. So one, it's when does something? When is something a tribute to something else, or when is it just to use the parlance of the times? When is something just biting that shit? The like I felt like there were so many moments that I'm like, oh yeah, they're biting the scene from that. Oh yeah, they're biting the scene from that. And that's what we said in the 90s. You were biting some shit. Yeah. So at what point did you do that so much that it was just biting that? Right. And Or is it a tribute to? Is it, yeah. you know, inspired by? And where's that line? That, I, that in, the, in the timelessness of this movie, that's the part, you know, if you're like, hey, is this movie timeless to you? Does it stand up today? That's the part I'm I'm honing in on. That's gonna be in the beholder's eye. Um, it's exactly it's open to interpretation for sure. I mean, I've never seen Goodfellas or The Godfather. Yeah, and I know so very you pointed out some shit that film. that you we gotta. were not familiar with. Mm-hmm. I was digging into what I know, which is books, and I threw some Charles Dickens in there, and yeah. that's cool, but. Is that the intention of the director? Probably not. Now I, that I know that he's referencing, yeah, I, and, and I and I had to hold lot. back. I have a there's I have more. I mean, there's a bunch of these different parallels where it's like, oh, that's the scene from this. That's the scene from this. Mm. And but is that an? I mean, so that that's your conundrum then. That's your negative. Yes, is like yes. you, you're not sure how to feel. Well, about it that. takes away. It takes away. <clears throat> it takes away from it for me that uh, Linux, you know, the Jamaican kingpin from Kingston. Gets murdered in the exact base. I mean, not the exact, like, spoiler alert, Scarface falls into a fountain. But, you know, like, he, and he gets his throat slit in this movie. But Why did you just turn into a character to say spoiler alert? Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. Who is that spoiler guy? guy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Stuart these voices spoiler. Are Stewie. Um, I, so I, it takes away from it in the timelessness of it. And then it becomes contrived that, okay, we needed a plot to wrap it up. Did we? Did we need Act 3 to wrap everything up to make it great? Or is that just another? Did did we? Yeah, I'm going to argue yes. Couldn't it have just continued as fun videos? If I had gotten to the end of this movie and there was no point, I mean, it would feel like if there were no point to life. And I'd like to believe that there is. Gosh darn it. But I'm only questioning that because I thought we all three left feeling like... This was just a hot kitchen sink thrown at the wall to see what would stick. And it a didn't. A hot kitchen sink <laughs> yeah. thrown like at the wall sink. to yeah. see what would stick. It's a hot kitchen sink. I'm yeah. getting it tattooed on my rib cage. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I mean, if we all left being like, what happened there? Why did we need something to happen in the end? Like, couldn't we have just had really a bunch of cool 
music videos and they could have been themed towards the plot. Sure. But yeah. it just, I, I'm telling you, I can't wait to watch it again. I now have three assignments to watch for in the next one. What well, did I say? The blunts and uh, the color scheme changes throughout the acts. And then right. number three is couldn't we have just couldn't these couldn't the church scene have been a cool music video too? Sure. I mean, it could have. They could sure. he could have pulled that off. Well, speaking of watching it again, Kaylee, would you ever? No. All right. <laughs> uh, I would. Uh, okay. For similar reasons to Chris. Uh, so. I guess I understand why Chris brings this to us because I was there too and I get it yeah. and I would watch it again. Do you understand why he would introduce this? I do. Yeah. I think it's an iconic part of nineties culture. I think it's representative of the era. Do I you think know that? Or you do, do you just feel like you're I convinced? Feel <laughs> Take I'm our convinced. word on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm convinced by what you had to say, Chris. And mm. I'm convinced by the fact that I don't know any of the references in this movie. It's not for me, and that's readily apparent to me, and I'm okay with it not being for me. That's that's fine and everything, but because it's not for me, it's very difficult sometimes for me to track the plot, get into the plot, get excited for what little plot there is. Mm. Um, am I glad that I watched it? Totally. Do I feel like I understand you two better having watched it yes absolutely hey, would i recommend it to I'll other people yeah, yeah i would well, i would important. absolutely wow, recommend this okay, to people okay if right. nothing else because it's uh, it's a part of an era that is gone that you can't understand unless you experience it i don't feel like i understand this time period at all but I feel like I got a taste of it tonight, mm -hmm. and that's great. Mm -hmm. And to pass that along to another person, I think, is important. Word. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's been fun, and I have to thank you, Chris, for bringing this to us. Um, and it's been fun for me to revisit, and I'm glad to hear that Kaylee would also recommend others to watch it. Um, if we were to watch another movie in the near future, Chris, what would you like to share with both of us? Just Kaylee, me. What do you think that, uh, one of us should see that is very special to you? What we'll watch next. The next movie I would like to bring and hopefully you will enjoy has, uh, starring Brian Felipe. Benicio Del Toro. Ooh. Special appearance by James Caan. Directed by David Fincher. Very close call to that. <laughs> They're outlaws on a mission, on, on a way to find money, on a way to find success, on a way to find out the way of the gun. Way of the gun. Okay, yeah, I know nothing about oh, that. Oh, no, it is so. not. Hey, I'm Benicio Del Toro. I never killed a guy. I didn't ask if you killed a guy. Maybe you should. <laughs> I These are things that happen. I love Benicio Del Toro. That He's sounds great. He's amazing in yes, this movie. Expect it. This was fun, guys. Thank you so much, Chris, for bringing Belly uh, in so Kaylee could see this. It's been a long time since I watched this, so um, I can't say that, <laughs> that I... Um, like it more than I did or, or less than I did, really? I don't know. I'm a little confused. But uh, I want to thank the audience for being here and sticking with us and enjoying these guest episodes. We really are privileged to even have people uh, after everything that's been going on in the last year. Uh, so uh, Chris 
being here in in person to do this is great. We want you to follow us online uh, at uh, lookwhatyoumademeview at gmail.com. You know exactly how that's spelled, you motherfucker. I said gmail.com. <laughs> so, Kaylee, uh, on Instagram, it's we also... We are Look What You Made Me View. Yeah, it's pretty easy, guys. It's the name of the show. We are who we are, guys. Right. Uh, Chris, uh, any parting words before we go? Please. Let me send us out uh, with some kind words and a thank you to DMX for all of his performances and a strong rest in peace. Yeah. Hated to see you go in the way you did, but I'm just glad that, um, you know, your soul can rest now. And also um, a big shout out to the dog community. Uh, dog lovers everywhere know that that's a man who loved dogs in a supreme way, in a very gifted way, and always showed kindness and love to animals. So reach out to whatever you have locally in your community to show kindness to animals. Peace. Love you. Rest in peace. Word up. Yeah. I mean, uh, not to be any sort of silly about it, but the man like could speak dog. DMX was a rough rider and a fucking awesome MC. I miss him already. Um, he just had great energy. So rest in peace to DMX and all of his loved ones, we have respect for you. And, um, yeah, we're going to miss him, the whole community. All right. Next time, Chris, we will watch Way of the Gun. Yeah. Thanks again, Chris. Kaylee. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. How do you feel? The best. Love the work you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We can't wait to see you or hear you on our next episode. Could we possibly see them? We could not. <laughs> we could not. But Whoa. we can't wait to hear what you guys, guys have to say about what that. we're doing. Kaylee. Arrange that. Oh, God. I can't wait to see you when we talk to the audience. I can't wait to see you in five minutes when I see you. Oh, we're so romantic. I can't Aww. wait to see you right now. Right, right this I second. can't wait to see you. Next time uh, my eyes open after I blink. Aw, that's really cute, actually. Thank you. <laughs> ja Rule has a line on the Belly soundtrack where he says he's putting in the ice, putting you in the ICU, like the intensive care unit. It's kind of not nice. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, well, now I'm curious as to why you'd bring that up at the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. We love you. Until next time, you have seen what or heard what <laughs> we made each other see. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I love you. Kaylee, I love you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Peace. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing.